Algar Productions. Algar Productions. Algar Productions. What the fuck is going on here? You said that already. Yes, but that was last episode. Now it's episode 32. Agent Minoffin is standing in for the audience and has provided us with a convenient springboard for a plot recap. I'll take care of that, thank you. You're not welcome. Having recently discovered that my meta-awareness of everything happening in Contentment Quarter also allowed me to control reality itself via narration... So, two seasons ago... I joined forces with my psychiatrist, Dr. Minifin, whom I discovered was also an FBI agent tracking the serial killer that's been terrorizing the town. Tron, I know all this already. I know, I'm almost done. Just bear with me. Almost done? These people are going to need a lot more context than that. Not at all. They know who we are. I was just getting to the part where you're Satan and Sultanus O'Hallorhan over there... Hi! ...is working for you in some capacity that we haven't discovered yet. There is no possible way this audience is going to follow any of that unless you start all the way back at the beginning. They're smarter than you give them credit for. <laughs> oh God, you really believe that, don't you? Is anyone going to answer my question? The one about what's going on here? More specifically, what the fuck is going on here? Not if you lead it up to him. He hasn't even started the episode yet. Sarcastic Voyage presents... Hey, knock it off. That's my job now. Sarcastic Voyage presents the continuing story of Contentment Corner. Starring Amanda Smith as Saltness O'Halloran. Oh, are we talking about the Sprite now? Finally? Sprite? That's me! What in God's name is a Sprite? What did you do to her? Oh, relax. She's fine. And we're still going to do our little expository scene. I have a thing about mortals beholding my true form or fathoming my infernal schemes. So, I put her to sleep. You're not doing some kind of read-the-fine-print wordplay, are you? Like, putting her to sleep in the sense of euthanizing her? I know how you work. I've seen the Twilight Zone. She's fine. Promise. Well, that puts me at ease. All right, so let's get on with it, then. You said you're a sprite? I am indeed. But I thought sprites were supposed to be, you know, helpful, informative. I always imagine those little imps who materialized and explained a concept to a confused child or a high-pants-wearing dullard. I hate to get into the middle of this narrator pissing contest you have going on here, but I do love to help. And you know who's probably best qualified to explain how sprites work? A sprite! So you do like to help? Yes! Now shut up and let me! Really, I should backtrack and explain a little bit about how the universe was put together first. That's more like it. Really? That far back? Yes! Honestly, that's usually a job for Cosmo, the Universe Sprite, or Professor Stardust, the Chairman Emeritus of Metaphysics. Also, technically there's a Sprite Sprite. Doesn't she typically only appear to sprites? There are two of them. The one who talks to humans usually only appears when a human wishes that sprites never existed. Don't. Just. Don't. But I think things will be less confusing and therefore more helpful if I just tell you all about it myself. The universe began billions of years ago. There are lots of conflicting stories about how this happened, but the one I heard involved a maggot springing forth from the eye socket of a dead god. I told you that one. And who's more reliable than the Prince of Lies himself? 
So anyways, the universe was pretty simple in the beginning, and pretty dull too. You ever see a Stanley Kubrick movie? I think so. Now, imagine that going on for billions of years. That was the universe. Snoresville, am I right? I mean, you're the one narrating to me. Then I'll answer my own question. I'm right. Eventually, entropy took hold and things started to decay. Decay happens in all sorts of exciting and interesting patterns, which is where we get gravity and life and the lesser forces like sandwiches and jealousy. Or was it envy? Well, I guess it was both of them. So the universe filled up with stuff. And you don't have to take my word for it. Hello, I'm Pierre von Frankbob. The world-renowned mushroom physicist? The same. I can confirm that the universe is filled with stuff. Okay, can I go now? You can, but I may need you again. So be ready. Always be ready. Bye! What was that about? He owes me a favor. He knows what he did. Now, where was I? Stuff. Right, so stuff begat stuff, which begat further stuff. You can't really tell a good origin story without a bunch of begatting. That's just part of the formula. So things started piling up. Like, when you put a thing on top of another thing, and then both things fall, and instead of just putting those things away, you designate those things on the floor as a place where you pile further things, until you just can't walk around anymore. Sorry, was, was that a question? Is this supposed to be something I can relate to? Because I just put the things away. The universe doesn't work like that, so anyone who does is in direct violation of the universe itself. Oh, bummer. So as sentience evolved across the universe, suddenly there was a whole lot of people who needed this stuff explained to them. And, as it happened, there were also a whole lot of celestial beings just sort of hanging around with nothing to do. The universe abhors a vacuum, and it also likes a low unemployment rate. And it has an old truck it likes to fix up? Different cultures call them different things. Elementals, saints, sprites. Demons? Well... When they work for me, yes. So what, is like a big cosmic kickball game where you and the other guy pick teammates? That's not actually too far from how it works. Also not relevant to what I'm talking about. I'm doing the narrating here. So that brings us to me. I started out small as a mushroom sprite. Did you call me again? You'll know when I call you. Oh, this deal is really sorting my Damocles. My job was to tell early humans about our wonderful fungal friends, and how some of them were food, and some of them were super dangerous. I gradually worked my way up from a simple info-nymph to a fully accredited vengeance imp. What's a- Well, when someone would disparage a useful thing and wish it into non-existence, I would make that wish come true, and teach them an important lesson about appreciating whatever that thing was. And what if they didn't learn the lesson? Then the thing never comes back into existence. Remember Salus Day, the third weekend day? No. That's because little Georgie wished it away. He didn't learn his lesson, so now it's gone forever. That's bleak. That's the universe. So after I did that for a while, I graduated to Lesser Elemental, where I embodied a concept. Well, gee, I never knew how important salt was to our diets. And now you do. Don't forget my name, Saltness. But doesn't salt raise your blood pressure if you have too much of it? Bye. Okay, so that's why you're called Saltness, but O'Halloran? Oh, that was just to blend in. I wanted to pick a name that was really easy for everyone to say. Are we going to get on with this, please? My hands are getting idle, and you don't want that. Right! So, after a millennia of working my way up the ethereal hierarchy, I was starting to get disillusioned. It was like... You ever read Death of a Salesman? Ugh, too many times. Every English teacher I had loved it. Yeah, that was one of mine. Something 
something about the existential angst really spoke to me. Sincerely! Wait, you like Death of a Salesman? The universe is a vast, complex tapestry. Try to have a little goddamn empathy! I realized that all the best concepts had long ago been spoken for by others of my kind. It's not like they're printing up new ones. That's kind of why they're fundamental forces. So faced with an eternity in middle management, I opted for the only sensible alternative. Sticking your head in the oven? Whoa, that's dark! No, I quit my job. You may need to seek professional help if that's your first go-to. I did, actually. She's lying unconscious next to you there. I became a free agent, and that's when this guy came calling. Yes, hi. Hello. He'd been banished from interfering with the residents of Contentment Corner for 25 years, and he'd been scheming to find a way around that ever since. And, well, you know how much this guy likes the Twilight Zone. That did come up an awful lot back in Season 1. He put me to work as a general purpose granter of wishes. Because the protection spell in the town was so powerful, I couldn't grant these wishes with magic with a C or magic with a K. It was a real pickle. So that's when you got the idea to involve a serial killer in your wish grant. Will you please just let me tell this story? Sorry, was there more? No, that's exactly what I did. Your deputy, Troy Hamoon, was able to grant a lot of people's fondest desires through murder. Oh, so when he's a serial killer, he's my deputy, Troy Hamoon? It turns out the thing between most people and their deepest wishes is a little murder. So all I had to do was point him in the right direction. And since she wasn't using any magic and was, technically... Doing good for people, she flew entirely under the radar of that accursed coven. Well, they're not technically accursed, though not from a lack of trying. That brings us up to date. Except then there's you. We weren't expecting an omniscient teenager. Add this to the list of things millennials are ruining. Oh right, I'm a millennial, aren't I? Uh, bae. Well, now that we're literally ten pages into this story, can we actually, I don't know, do... Something. I'm still not entirely clear on what your goal even is. 25 years ago, I was cast out of Contentment Corner by a coven consisting of two witches and a demon. But now you've been tricked into inviting me back here. I, I thought that was vampires. It's both! So now I suppose it's time to resume making people's lives miserable. Seriously, cracking your neck is not nearly as threatening as everyone seems to think it is. Oh. So you want threatening? Nope, sure don't. Agent Menefin vanished from the cornfield and woke up some hours later safe in her own bed. Stop him, he's narrating. Then Tron vanished too. I asked you to stop him. No, you told me to stop him. And you weren't very specific about how I might go about doing that. Well, now let's go get him. Please? That's the magic word! So he shoves the dagger in the dude's belly and says, The Lannisters send their... What? What the Lannisters send? I don't know. That's where my DVR stopped recording. Ah, that stinks. You gotta know that stinks. Right? I just want to know what happens next. Regards. The Lannisters send their regards. How could you possibly not realize that? Huh? That episode aired four years ago, and the senior describing part of the now infamous Red Wedding is quite possibly the most well-known moment from the show. I've heard local newscasters reference that, and who's less hip than a local newscaster? Well, that's a puzzler. I'll save you the time. No one is. Also, you could just go download the episode if you want to see the rest of it. No, I don't think you understand. This is a TV show he's talking about. Not a website. This was the point I was moving toward, yes. It is not, as the man said, a website. You can't just download a TV show. How would that even work? Also, largely unrelated to our current topic of conversation, who are you? And how did you get on the factory floor? Well, I'm hiding, but I couldn't just... 
Ah, crap. Tron saw Satan and Sultanus arrive on the factory floor of St. Corby Soap, so he quickly relocated someplace else. Damn it. So, lunch? Yeah, I could eat. It is in these hills that Juan Valdez and his trusty goat gather coffee beans each morning. The hills are alive. Alive. Ah, 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 ah. Staying alive. Well, you can tell by the way I use my walk. Oh, hello. That's my eighth favorite Borg game and my third and a half favorite Shakespeare. I think she said, oh, hello, and not Othello. This bit doesn't really work if there's someone around to explain it, huh? We have a chicken dinner. The breath bone's connected to my mouth. It's finger licking greasy. I just thought of a much better place to hide anyway. Sorry to bother you two. So, munch? I could meet. Then I appeared in front of the public library in the town square. This is the primary meeting place of the mystical coven that has protected Contentment Corner for a quarter of a century. Hey, we're closed. The coven, assembled over the course of seasons one and two, consists of Candy the Prim, who was a librarian by day and was therefore able to provide the group with a convenient, centrally located meeting space. Uh, hey Candida, did you know there's a teenager narrating to himself in the library? Felicity Brimstone, a demon raised by human parents and Candida's best friend since childhood. Well, this isn't going to get annoying, like, immediately. Finally, there was Erasure Dela Cruz, the youngest member of their coven though she was still old enough to be my mom. Excuse me? The three of them had cast out Satan and his pervasive influence on the town, but recent events had- Recent events. What did you do? I'm still on who is he and why is he in here? Guys, I think I sense- I told you he'd be here. Good call. Yeah, them. They're what I sense. Seriously, kid, what did you do? Oh, don't blame him. This one's in way over his head. But then, so are you three. The only one who isn't drowning. Look, I'm sorry I brought him here, but I didn't know where else to go. I was hoping there was some spell you could cast. Or... He's Satan. We can't just turn him into a toad. I mean, can't you? No. That might work on a simple Baphomet, but... I'll stop showing off in front of company. Silence! <laughs> Unlikely. We fight you. That's what we do. I don't immediately see how we're going to do that this time but I'm sure we could figure something out. Bring it on. Maybe you shouldn't be so... What? So prideful? Deadly sins are what I do. Okay, it's just these three have successfully kept you at bay for 25 years, and we're in a library. I did say silence. I mean, there's probably something in at least one of these I've books. I've got something. Oh, damn it. What do you have, Felicity? Yeah, I'm still thumbing through the index of the Codex Bovendi Steer Corps. Doesn't that mean... Shh. We can challenge you to some kind of game, right? We went through this last time. That's not me. That's the other guy. It's just, we're about to start our weekly D&D game. Under protest. Come on, Erasure. Last week we did something you wanted to do. Which was not play another pointless game of screaming numbers. Yes. So, we could do one of those things where you play with us, and if we win, you have to leave again. That doesn't seem like a really- All right, I'll do it. You can't be serious. You'll be entering a game where one of them- Me? Controls the reality. Yeah, but come on. Dungeons and Dragons? 
That's definitely one of ours. Didn't you see all those after-school specials in the 80s? It was just the one, and have, have you actually played this game? How hard can it be? I know all about dungeons and dragons. I'm in. A D&D game. This podcast has reached an entirely new low of audience pandering. What? Before we begin, you'll each have to create a character. It makes sense to start a brand new campaign, so Felicity and Erasure, I'm going to ask you to roll new characters to play alongside our guests. Oh good, more math. Actually though, I think things might get a little complicated with so many of us playing, so if one of you wants to- Me, I'll, I'll sit this one out. That's very nice of you, Erasure. Sure, let's go with that. I'm going to play as Felicity, the tiefling warlock. I told you, you need to come up with a new character. You always play that one. This is a new one. She's also called Felicity, and she has horns on her head, like me. The whole point of this is role-playing. You should try to pretend to be someone you're not. But everyone who's not me is stupid and useless. Can't argue with logic like that. All right, what have you three come up with? I'm still doing this under protest, but since we're picking the things closest to what we actually are... We really shouldn't be doing that. I picked a tiefling warlock. Huh, that's a weird coincidence. That's exactly what I picked, because episode 115 of Sarcastic Voyage was called The Tiefling Warlock. And, you know, meta. I also created a tiefling warlock, because everyone else did it. I'm not sure I follow. Peer pressure. I invented that. I'm not sure I believe that you invented... Would you like... An apple? Can we just get on with this, please? I should emphasize that all of you playing as the same race in class is going to make for an extremely uneven playing experience. Well, I don't even see race. Mm, Okay, let's begin. You are all entering a cave. You were sent there by a tavern owner. So, what, we're like waiters? No, you're- I take orders from no one. I only respond to requests in the form of a wish. He hired you, okay? You're mercenaries. I can relate to that. Don't mercenaries usually work for, like, a a government, not some guy who owns a bar? How many souls have we been promised? Just shut up and do something. This is how they all start. They all start in a cave, and next there will be kobolds. Thank you. I was just getting to that. A rampaging horde of kobolds approaches. What do you do? Kill them. Wish them into a cornfield. You know, having just done that, it really wasn't so bad. Fight them. You're supposed to fight them. Shouldn't we try to talk to them? Why do we assume they're bad? Maybe this is their house. They're attacking us. Felicity, am I doing this or are you? Sorry. It's all right. She's correct. They're attacking you. What do you do? What are our options? Well, each of you has access to one of two spells. So you can cast one of them. Or you can cast the other one. That's it? Seriously? Look, usually I get along fine with just that, but usually other people play as other things to sort of complement my abilities. If only someone had warned you all about this ahead of time. All right, well, I cast the first spell. All right. It does a little bit of damage. I cast the second one. It does slightly more damage. Hooray! But only slightly, and only to one of them. There are six of them in the horde. What do you do, Mr. Prince of Darkness? I charge directly into the horde, demanding fealty from the lesser underworld creatures over whom I am clearly destined to rule. Hmm. No, they do not like that at all. They swarm around you and kill you. Quite definitively. You cheated. No, she didn't. You're just really bad at this. And as per our agreement... You lose the game, so you go back to hell forever. Oh, god damn me. I tried to tell him. 
Wait, why are you still here? Because I'm smart enough not to make an agreement like that. I'm not actually sure who this is. If I had to guess, I'd say she's some kind of an imp. She's not a demon. I can tell because she doesn't have horns. I'm here to help. What, seriously? Still? Still! So you'll still grant a person's fondest desire in an ironic and largely evil-serving way? Got it in one! Great. As a big fan of irony and smart-ass self-awareness, which I believe is well-established by this point, it is my fondest desire that my fondest desire never comes true. If I grant your wish, then I won't be able to grant your wish. And, but if I don't grant your wish, then... Oh, shit. That took care of her, eh, Candida? (laughs) Candida? Felicity? Erasure? They're all frozen, and and not just the people, but all the moving objects in the room. Everything's just stopped. Ah, you broke my reality. Good going. Ron Elgar, what? The same. But I I thought you were living in Wisconsin with Matt Robotham watching The Incredible Mr. Limpet. I mean, I was, two years ago when the Sarcastic Voyage space station crashed, but I've moved on with my life. Now I'm writing and producing a comedy soap opera with literally dozens of listeners. I mean, obvs. Oh, good, you're talking like a hackneyed millennial again. Hey, you're the one who subjected yourself to an entire season of Riverdale. I know. And last season it was 90210. Maybe I have a secret crush on Luke Perry. You also did that sketch about him back in... Yes, okay. Stop changing the subject. Was there a subject? Yes! You broke my soap opera! I did? When you went all Captain Kirk on saltness and put her into a feedback loop. Uh, Okay, but didn't you do that? You are the writer, after all. Yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna come out and say this. There is no satisfactory way to end a meta-story, and trying to work out the logistics of this is giving me an ice cream headache. I thought you were diabetic. Kid, I'm sorry, but I'm writing you out of the story. Will it hurt? Nah. One minute you'll be standing here talking to me, and the next you'll be off having side adventures with Agent Minifin in some other town. You'll be like that Thelma and Joe Conklin spinoff I never bothered to make after season one. (sighs) I I guess I understand, but who's going to narrate the story now? I'll do it myself. Give the whole thing a classy Rod Serling vibe. Wait, more Twilight Zone references? (gasps) Does that mean you're the real Satan? So long. Don't let the fundamental forces of your fictional reality hit you on the way out. Oh, uh, and then Saltness went back to hell. Or, no, somewhere worse than hell. She went to Baltimore. (laughs) Take that, Baltimore. Episode 32 of Contentment Corner featured Duncan Bosco as Teenage Billy and Clorm, Mark Bosco as Tron Sejeda Christy Brannon as Felicity Brimstone, Robert Cooper as the Prince of Darkness, Terry Drozdak as Candida Prim, Kara O'Connor as Agent Minifin and Erasure Dela Cruz, Matt Robotham as Sandra, Amanda Smith as Saltness O'Hallerhan, Sabrina Snyder as Pierre von Frankbob, the world-renowned mushroom physicist, and Ron Algar-Watt as Frank, Niff, and his own bad self. It was written by Amanda Smith and Ron Algar-Watt and produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2017. Hey, uh, where'd that kid and the imp go? Were we sure she was an imp? I thought we'd just gotten as far as not a demon. Sorry, guys. It's all been sorted now. I'll see myself out. I really need to get a better lock for that door. And the lesser forces is like... And the lesser forces is... Forces is... And the lesser forces is is not a real thing.